Hello, I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch podcast. 90 years ago this week, George Soros was born. And in the last year for which data are available, he spent $708 million through his two principal open society foundations, mostly on left progressive activism. Today, I'm joined by my Capital Research Center colleague, Shane Devine, who joined us earlier this year in episode 115 to discuss the left progressive billionaire's philosophical and political testament in defense of open society. As we look at Soros's life and philosophy, his philanthropic and political legacy, and the people who will follow in his footsteps. So Shane, for our listeners who might need a little refresher on Soros's philosophy and ideology and how it differs from classical Marxism, can you give us just a brief synopsis of the open society, where it comes from, and how it frames George Soros's view of politics and finance? Sure. So the term open society originates from French philosopher Henri Bergson, but the philosopher who really popularized the concept was Karl Popper. Uh, Popper was Soros's mentor while he was attending the London School of Economics. Uh, Soros was already drawn to internationalist political ideas as he was born into an Esperanto-speaking household, and his father was a committed enthusiast to the internationalist ideas underlying Esperanto. And, and, and then, obviously, in the Hungary he grew up in... Uh, was ruled by a nationalist government that aligned with Nazi Germany, then Nazi Germany invaded, and then the Soviets invaded. Right. So he was, uh, he, his father was, um, you know, sort of instructing his kids in uh, anti-authoritarian uh, political ideas um, from the start, and Soros's own experiences informed those. But Popper gave Soros the political, philosophical vocabulary to voice his already held beliefs. Um, so the open society is basically uh, a globalist utopia. It's more a set of principles or ideals than a governmental structure. It upholds pluralism or multiculturalism as a good in of itself. It encourages people to be skeptical towards social authorities such as religion, cultural norms, and tradition. And it logically leads to uh, a, a collectivist or globalist vision where these values are implemented universally. An open society is opposed to a closed society, and all traditional cultures are defined as closed societies. So it is a quintessentially modern political philosophy. Yeah, capital, capital M modern. Right. Uh, it's important, I think, to distinguish that, that open society ideology from classical Marxism or Marxism-Leninism of the Soviet Union and the, the Eastern Bloc states. Uh, could you elaborate on some of the differences? Sure. Well, for one, Soros is not and uh, never has advocated for a class war. He is, in fact, using capitalism and participating in a capitalist economy to further his interests. Um, he's using the conservative system against itself, basically. Like while old school leftists, the classical Marxists and the Bolsheviks sought to abolish capitalism, Soros seeks to uh, preserve a more domesticated I, I, form. Yeah, I would say tame. Uh. Tamed form of capitalism, which will be employed in the progressive transformation of society. Uh, like billionaires can still exist, unlike what Bernie Sanders would want, but the elite billionaires uh, would socially engineer the populace to be more tolerant and socially progressive and so on. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing is, uh, while Lenin was okay with removing civil liberties in pursuit of revolution, uh, for Soros, civil liberties are the fundamental good. And asserting that there's a lack of civil, civil liberties for some 
marginalized group is the whole springboard by which he justifies using his uh, potential wrecking ball. And that brings us into, and that brings us into that actually is a good segue to one of his more recent efforts. Uh, He's always taken an interest in extending leniency in the criminal justice system. He's been a longtime advocate for decriminalizing activities that left progressives think should be legal, like drug use and prostitution. Uh, but in recent years, he's, he's intervened pretty strongly in prosecutorial races at the local level, hasn't he? Uh, yes. Uh, seemingly without any precedent, Soros um, has taken on district attorney races as another avenue of funding and the and the elected, uh, and and sort of in American municipal government the district attorney in a county or a city is the chief, is supposed to be the sort of the chief law enforcement officer the the, the chief prosecutor who decides what the uh, what charges are going to be filed how aggressively bail is going to be pursued uh, what crimes are going to be focused on. So if you are interested in making the criminal justice system substantially more lenient, uh, a district attorney's office is a very important lever of power to uh, to have influence in. Right. I mean, this uh, sort of manipulation of the justice system is far beyond mere uh, advocacy at the federal level for certain progressive policies. Um, it sort of overturns district by district um, the, ju- the justice system as it has uh, normally been known. And, um, you know, th- this is where you sort of see um, with the recent Black Lives Matter protests where police abolition and other such radical proposals are being taken seriously, a lot of the uh, district attorney uh, officers have been. The, for, uh, they received funding from Soros that yeah, are for, their, for their for their campaigns now. And right. uh, uh, Andy McCarthy in uh, Commentary Magazine had a very uh, very in depth article about this, uh, the Progressive Prosecutor Project, uh, and we'll include that in today's show notes that that goes into this uh, this DA uh, this DA campaign that. Uh, that George Soros and other other prominent liberal figures have have engaged in. Um, so now we, we we look forward. Obviously, um, uh, now Soros's family has substantial interest in continuing his left progressive philanthropic legacy, doesn't it? Yeah, his son Alexander is the deputy chair of Open Society Foundations, uh, and he's heavily involved in his father's projects, from creating domestic nonprofits to influence elections in the U.S. to meeting with world leaders abroad. Uh, Alexander seems to be the likely heir to the open society empire. More so, than, more so than his other son, Jonathan? Because jo- Jonathan's got a pretty big a pretty big uh, uh, footprint of his own. Jo- Jonathan uh, and Robert and his daughter, Andrea, all have, um, they all have involved themselves in their father's philanthropic activities. Um, and who knows, maybe they'll have an equal role in it, but it seems to me that Alexander is the one who has stepped up uh, to the plate um, and sort of and sort of become the face of the future. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, we look beyond the Soros family. You know, there's the entire Democracy Alliance network uh, that already exists to step up to keep liberal activism well funded. There are there's the trade union movement. Uh, all sorts of, you know, we, we really have to understand that this goes well beyond one man. This goes well beyond one family. Yeah, the uh, uh, so Democracy Alliance 
is a network of donors established by uh, Democratic consultant Rob Stein. Um, the purpose of the group is to connect various players in the progressive movement, uh, to connect donors to activists, um, to keep their whole machine going. And, so, and it's, and it's not just individuals, it's also institutions. So it's the foundations, right. even Partners. the sort of the institutional foundations like Ford, uh, the labor unions, NEA, SCIU, uh, in addition to the individual donors, uh, like, uh, I believe some members of the Soros family. Right. Soros was a founding donor of, uh, Democracy Alliance and the managing director of the group was a former employee of Soros's at OSF. Um, so Soros has ensured both through his children and through networks like Democracy Alliance that his project will continue. Well, Shane, uh, we are out of time. Thank you for your research and coming on to give us uh, a bit to digest. That's our show for this week. We encourage you to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.